This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. everybody and herzlich willkommen or very, very welcome to another digital citizen i am fro with me i have luke hi luke hi fro hi everybody do you uh, know what herzlich willkommen was uh it sounds german <laughs> it, it it does sound german uh, approximately because it is german that would have a lot to do with it yeah uh-huh. Uh, so, how are you? You know, I'm quite good. Insanely hot here in America. I don't know how it is in Norway. Probably not as hot as it is here, but, uh, yeah, it's no. crazy hot. Uh, we, we still haven't, uh, or the weather has not understood that summer is over still, but, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you're going to probably hear me do that a lot during the show because I'm I'm not feeling 110% to be honest. I have a little like summer cold. So if I cough a little and seem a little out of it this show, it's because I'm not feeling 110%. Uh, since Norway is a tiny little island, you probably got it from Tron. Uh, you probably got your yes. cold from him since you guys <laughs> live right next to each <laughs> yes. other. Yes, we're, we're, we're that tiny, tiny little island. Uh, someday? Actually, I will do it now. What's, uh, I will test your knowledge of some Norwegian things. Do you know the name of uh, the Norwegian Prime Minister? Do you remember her name? Well, it's, uh, see, that's... It's hard for me to say the name. I like I remember the name, but just it it being a Norwegian makes it hard for me to say. But Solberg, right. Solberg, I can't even say it. See, yeah, Solberg. There you go. Okay. Yes, Arnold Solberg. I'm 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 impressed that you knew, knew that. Well, we uh, we talk about her quite much. a bit on the podcast, so not that not that <laughs> impressive. <laughs> True. Uh, do you know what the king is called in Norway? Uh, what your king is called, or what, th- uh, like, the title of the king is? No, well, he's king, uh, but what his, his name is, his first name. Oh, no, I, I have no concept of that, no. <laughs> king Harold. Really? Okay. I was not. I was king not expecting Harold. Harold. 
That's not. I was expecting some Harold. kind of Norwegian name, not Harold. Hey, I'm Harold. Well, How's it going? Well, that, that's the that's the English version of it. His real name is King Harald. Harald. Ah, I see. Yes, okay. Be Harold. It's a little like my name is Frode, but everybody calls me Fro. Does your Frode is impossible to say? Does your king ever one of like uh you know bomb uh, weather patterns? Because ours ours does apparently. Because Trump apparently <laughs> wanted to nuke a hurricane. Fro, did you hear about I, this? Uh, I, yep, yep. I saw it on on uh, <laughs> on the show that we uh, we both like on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, how would that work out? Bombing uh, an, a blizzard in uh, Norway, okay. maybe, or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, it's kind of funny because last week we talked about uh, weather manipulation, and and it comes out that Trump wants to bomb hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, why not try? I have uh, I have some advice for him. Don't fucking try. It always goes wrong. In every fucking movie I've seen, they tried it. It goes fucking wrong. Yeah, I need... So if Hollywood... Everybody knows you need to shoot weather patterns with laser beams, not bombs. Duh. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) But uh, I I was going to transition from from our king. There's a queen. Um... Queen of uh, uh, the Queen of <laughs> I was going to uh, say despair, but <laughs> well, she probably is as well. The Queen of England is in the, uh, uh, in the news this week because guess what? She uh, approved uh, the Prime Minister's request to uh, suspend Parliament, cutting time uh, to block uh, an old deal Brexit. Or everybody thinks that's because uh, uh, Boris Johnson did it. You're not very concerned. I'm more concerned about this than you are. Well, I mean, uh, it does block. It does break. Uh, block a bit of time, but it doesn't block all the time. Like, uh, no. If you were read these articles that we've been reading, it's like. There's, there'll be no time for anybody to do anything, but there still is a bit of time for people to do stuff. So it it, it, it it's a bit sensationalized, but it it definitely is a move on Boris Johnson's part to, uh, what's a good word for it, uh, s- submit his dominance over this proceeding, kind of. Mm-hmm. Aren't you happy that that is the only thing that was about the royal family this week? I don't think that was the only thing about the royal family this week. <laughs> really? What, what, was there some some news about the royal family in the UK this week? What I'm seeing here is Prince something about Prince Andrew. Uh, there was a trial, I guess, uh, about Epstein, and a bunch of his sex accusers uh, testified, and one of them said Prince Andrew knows what he's done. Uh, said Epstein mm. sex accuser Virginia... Gouffre, I think it is. Gouffre, yeah. I would say Gouffre. Uh, she claims she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew when she was 17. She says he knows what he's done. I hope he comes clean about it. Uh, speaking outside of a court in New York after more than 20 women who claim to be abused by the late 
financier Epstein and a friend of the Duke uh, vented their anger during a hearing. It's uh, yeah. She says uh, uh, in court papers in Florida that she had sex with Andrew three times, including one orgy in London at Epstein's home, an orgy at his private island in Caribbean. So yeah, it looks like uh, at least according to what we're seeing here. Uh, He's definitely implicated. Um, I think we said last week. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a picture here of Prince Andrew with this woman, uh, Virginia Roberts, Gouffre, right. and then in the background we have Ghislaine Maxwell, who we talked about last week <laughs> in this picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm still wondering how the hell this lady isn't in jail right now. Yeah, no, it's it, it's. I I will tell you why he is not in jail right now. Uh, it's because his name is Prince Andrew. No, I'm talking about her, this lady, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. How oh. is she not in jail right now? Oh, that that's uh, very, well. Both of uh, both of the things are are, are true. Uh, I think the reason why Prince Andrew isn't in jail is because his name is Prince Andrew. I don't know why she is so fucking protected. Do you think maybe she has uh, given uh, a deal to the FBI or the CIA or whoever (coughs) is investigating this? It must be a really nice deal that they just allow you uh, during your your deal with the FBI to go to In-N-Out Burger and get a get a shake and some fries and a burger. You know, what I mean, that seems like a really good deal. I mean, it says here, Goofrace says we need to get to the bottom of everybody who was involved in the Epstein scandal, starting with Ghislaine Maxwell and going along the lines there. So even uh, this woman is calling for. Uh, Jizz uh, Lane to be uh, to be brought in. I don't understand why it's not happening. It's very confusing. Yeah, well, it's it's very confusing and it's very it's very sad to see uh, all all the uh, people that are coming uh, on right now uh, not getting justice. I mean, it's just extremely weird and extremely sad. Uh, what is also uh, extremely sad and extremely weird, uh, Overstock CEO claims that he has a deep state conspiracy and a relationship with a Russian spy. Yeah, for some reason, the article is not working, so I'm going to have to go find it. Oh, here it is. I don't know why. What? Is the article gone? Oh. I think the article is completely gone. Because I go to, like, the one that I sent you in the chat, even. Yeah. And it's not even coming up. What the heck? It must be the deep state, Fro. They took away the Mm. article. Well, we'll go to the other one. Go to the, the Business Insider one. And we'll talk about this one. Overstock fo- found... this. That's very weird. <laughs> is that weird? That is, that's weird. That is very 
suspicious. Uh, Overstock founder Patrick Byrne was seemingly involved in a web of intrigue that involved a Russian spy and the FBI. <laughs> Overstock CEO announced his resignation in a shareholder letter that said, in part, he was too controversial to be effective head of the company. The news came after a bizarre August 12th statement in which Byrne said he was... He assisted the federal investigation into the 2016 pre presidential election and was involved with the deep state and had worked with law enforcement officials who he called the men in black. Okay. On the same day mm. of his resignation was announced, Byrne claimed that in multiple television appearances that the FBI had ordered him to maintain a romantic relationship with Russian spy Maria Butina. Why would the FBI order him to be in a relationship with her? That's very... Okay. The public claims over the past weeks were just in the latest years of unconventional statements from him. Uh, and then we go into a bunch of random bullshit about this guy. Uh, he, I mean, he's, it seems like a fairly uh, big business person, but I don't think I, I've ever heard of Overstock.com. What about you? Never in my entire life. It sounds like somebody that sells stocks when they have too much stocks. You understand what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> like if 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 you have a warehouse full of stocks. Oh right. And you get more stocks. I mean, I think uh, I've and seen. Your warehouse gets too big. You would be overstocked. I feel like the only place I've seen it is like when you're reading uh, like a, on a news article and on the side there's all these uh, auto ads that popu auto populating ads on the side of a news article and I feel like I've seen overstock.com on those but I don't think I've ever been there or ever used it as like a service or anything like that. It says here Byrne announced he was involved with the FBI probe in Russia investigation claimed to have had a relationship with Russian spy Maria Butino who is currently serving 18 month prison sentence after pleading guilty uh, to conspiracy as a foreign agent. Uh, Byrne says that Butina initially attempted to court him with conversations about guns and blockchain. They kept in touch uh, and later rendezvoused in New York, according to the Times. Byrne said he became suspicious of her and began asking about being put in contact with members of the presidential campaign, at which point he began discussions with the FBI. Byrne announced his resignation, right. So, this guy is claiming that he was, uh... People he's calling the men in black came to him and told him that he needed to maintain a rom romantic relationship with this Maria Butina uh, because the FBI wanted to keep tabs on her. So they were using this mm -hmm. CEO as some kind of, I don't know, undercover agent? This is really weird. It, it is... Uh, do you believe him? I honestly don't have any reason not to believe him. Like, what, why would he... What would be the reason for lying about it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe to not involve himself? Involve himself in what? In the... Uh, 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 that he... Uh, uh, well, if he was just married to, to her or had a relationship with her, normalized, and she he helped 
her with her spine, I guess he could be charged as well. And uh, to uh, not get uh, those uh, accusements against himself. He goes, oh, I was a spy at the spy. <laughs> you understand what I mean? I, I was a spy at the spy. Yeah, but it sounds like he was working with the FBI before she was ever, ever even arrested. So he was uh-huh. he was working with the deep state uh, to bring this lady uh-huh. in, 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 it seems like. According to James Comey, who I don't know how much we need to trust mm-hmm. that guy at this point, but he says the FBI yeah. doesn't work that way. Uh, he told CNN... It's certainly possible that Byrne volunteered information about Bettina to the agency, but agents would not have engaged in a romantic relationship with a suspected Russian intelligence agent. It uh, That is simply not the sort of thing the FBI does, is what they said. I don't know. I don't know if they do or not. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them, though. Do you want to hear another conspiracy theory? Okay. Which employees missing WikiLeaks associated most likely had a kayaking accident? Arian Compass, that we talked about before. <laughs> a long Cyber time ago. Security. Yes, uh, who went uh, missing under mysterious circumstances last year, probably had a kayaking accident, Norwegian police said on Friday. Um, yeah, his disappearance has uh, triggered a, a wave of conspiracy theories on social media, ranging from CIA and Russia involvement to uh, a mission to carry out a secret project for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. The police discovered a kayak in the same area uh, where fishermen had found some of Compass' personal belongings floating in the water about 50 kilometers uh, east of Bode. The police has had con- concluded without any evidence, this is very weird, that Mr. Compass most likely suffered an accident uh, in the evening of the 28th of August. 2018, while kayaking in Fjord, uh, a few kilometers north of the village of Rogan in the Northland country in uh, northern uh, Norway, and subjectively lost at sea, the police said in a statement. His body has still not been recovered, they added. <laughs> The mystery deepens when the phone linked to him was briefly switched on in an area near the southwestern city of Stav Stavgard. So, say it. Stavanger. There you go. Uh, located sixteen hundred mm-hmm. kilometers from Bodo on Bode. August thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So, how exactly would you die in a kayaking accident ten days before and then turn your phone on? <laughs> Right? Doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, uh, but on Friday, police explained that two truck drivers from Eastern Europe had found the phone 
a laptop and other items belonging to Compass while they were fishing on the spot where his kayaking was found and took them items with them. The police have no reason to believe that the truck drivers was involved in the despair. So they're, they're saying the truck drivers turned on his phone then. Yeah, and they were fishing for some reason. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know all those fishing, fishing truck, drivers. truck drivers. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very big here. When, when you're hauling stuff from one place to another and you have a deadline, but you need to eat, so you yeah. stop and go fishing. Yeah. Right. In, go fish, yeah. Makes sense. I, super sense. Yeah. No, I... I, I I have a sneaking suspicion that this isn't fucking true. That he has... Well, it's been a full year, basically, uh, since this, right. this happened. A little... Just over a year. And it it seems like it also... It, this is coming out right uh, a, f- a few months after uh, Julian Assange is taken in. Uh, maybe that right. has something to do with it, that... That saga's over, and now they can come out with this and say what happened with this. Uh, yeah, it's always been suspicious. It's still suspicious. I we don't we're never yeah. gonna get any answers about it probably, but it definitely is suspicious. I don't think we can say definitively one way or another what happened here, but uh, I find it very strange that uh, his phone, the phone thing, is very strange. We'll just say that. Right. Uh, okay, yeah. coming back to the United States. Johnson & Johnson, a drug company, ordered to pay $572 million for helping fuel uh, opioid crisis in America. The ruling could affect mm-hmm. thousands uh, of lawsuits filed by state and local governments. Drug maker Johnson Johnson uh, must pay, it says, $572 million or £469 million pounds, uh, for helping the Helping fuel the opioid crisis in the United States, a judge ruled uh, the case brought by Oklahoma Attorney General Mike Hunter was first to go to trial out of thousands of lawsuits filed by state and local governments against the opioid manufacturer and distributors. It it, It was alleged Johnson Johnson marketing practices helped fuel the epio... epio, opioid epidemic, sorry, by flooding the market with painkillers. So their whole thing here was Johnson and Johnson. They were just putting opioids out there so much, like in certain places where there weren't even enough people to like consume the amount of uh, opioids they were uh, delivering to certain areas. And so it was very clear that the they're causing the problem because they know how much they're selling in an area and how many people live in that area, right? So if they're selling way more than uh, there are people of the drug, that means that people are abusing the drug. And it's very obvious, and, and the company would know that, and that that makes them liable for, for this, and that's why uh, that's why they lost. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It... Uh... It, it it's incredibly incredibly big. I think this is 
uh, extremely good. I I personally think this is a very important win for people uh, that has been uh, addicted to the opiate. And I think this proves how fucking incredibly horrible the uh, manufacturers of uh, drugs are. And they just don't care about anything except profit. I mean, that's just part of uh, capitalism, really. It's just a symptom of capitalism is the fact that is the opioid crisis. Because these manufacturers, all they care about is the profit. They don't care about the fact that uh, people are getting addicted to this. They actually probably like that because people being addicted to it means more profit, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, tell me about Sanders, Warren, and Biden. All right, big poll this week. Uh, of course, this is only one poll, so you can't go... We can't say this is a definite thing uh, uh, across the board because this is one poll, but this is a big poll, and it's the first one that... This could be, like, uh, the change of the tides. You know what I mean? Where uh, up till now, Joe Biden has been the front runner in most polls at least um take that for what it's worth i guess when it comes to polls but uh, joe biden's electability argument is increasingly showing signs of weakness uh monmouth university national poll released monday found biden falling 13 points in a three-way tie uh well technically a three-way tie with uh, elizabeth warren and bernie sanders democrats say it's the latest piece of evidence that former vice president can't expect to win simply by running on the idea that he's the candidate best positioned to beat Trump in the general election, <clears throat> which we kind of covered last week with his wife, who was basically like, yeah, but he's going to, he's the one that's going to win. You, you, you got to just vote for him because he's the one that can beat Trump. Well, everybody in the top three can, uh, according to the polls, has the ability to beat Trump. That's not electability is not the thing here uh, that we're voting on. We, we're voting on ideas, well, ideas, and and uh, strategies to fix the country. I would say electability is important, though, Luke, because I would I would be be so fucking bold to say that uh, Biden doesn't have any. Uh, um, uh, at all. Right. I'd say he's less electable than uh, most everybody else on here. Right. Right. Did you... I so, saw an article. He was in some some state. I don't even remember. And he got the state wrong. Like, he's doing a speech. And I think it was, like, <laughs> New Hampshire or something. And he called it, uh, I don't know, Vermont or something like that. Or vice versa. Where he's... <laughs> Yeah, another gaffe by him where the people in the crowd were like, what? This is, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's it's uh, so nice to be here in uh, 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 New Hampshire. Right, exactly. Hampshire, what? <laughs> and he's in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a mistake. It's an easy mistake to make, but when you're the president, uh, you should probably know what state you're in. Um the Monmouth poll comes before Labor Day when Democrat campaigns season intensifies and candidates move into the heart of a primary election cycle, right? And people are dropping out of the Dem 
race left and right. I think three people have dropped out this week uh, since we talked about it last week. Okay. Where after Hickenlooper dropped out, uh, a couple other people have dropped out, and then yesterday somebody Seth Moulton, Seth Moulton dropped out. Uh, okay. What Insley dropped out, and then there was one other guy who he didn't technically drop out, but he said he's suspending suspending his candidacy. Which means basically, I'm dropping out without saying I'm dropping out. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, talking about who they are uh, uh, fighting against. Um... <laughs> oh, Trumpy Trump. Uh, Trump insists that a uh, chosen uh, one trade war remark was a joke because uh, he's not the messiah. Uh, Donald Trump has twice insisted that he was joking, that he claimed to be the chosen one to take over uh, uh, on China over trade. Speaking to reporters on Washington on Friday night, then in two tweets from uh, the south of France on Saturday morning, the president said that the comment was in the instant of sarcasm and in instead uh, it was a joke when i looked up in the sky i jokingly said i'm the chosen one at a press conference two days ago referring to talking on trade with china little did i realize that the media would claim that i had the messiah complex trump tweeted it says here uh hours before he said that uh trump thanked in a tweet the conspiracist Wayne Allen Root, who quote he who he quoted as saying, "The Jewish people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he's the second coming of God." So he, this was on his Twitter hours before he said, uh, "I'm the chosen one," and looked up at the sky. So people are kind of connecting those things together, and then this kind of reminds me of that t- that show on Netflix, The Family. <laughs> it makes me go, hmm. Right. What do you think about this? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think he was joking at all. I think he thinks of himself as the Messiah. Personally, I do think so. <laughs> I think he is crazy enough to believe his own shit. To be honest. Right, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you like honey? Uh, yeah. In, on some things, for sure. Yeah. Honey's honey yeah. can be good. I like honey as well. Uh, did you know that you can be jailed for eighty-two days and lose your job if you bring three jars of honey back to the United States because you have weird laws? That is what you have. I get. I don't. I don't know if that's what it is, but it says here, uh, Leon Houghton likes honey in his tea, which is why during his Christmas visit. To relatives in Jamaica, he made a regular stop and bought bought three bottles from of from a favorite roadside stand before heading home to Maryland. It was a routine purchase for him until he landed in Baltimore. U.S. Customs officer detained him and police arrested him, accusing him of smuggling not honey, but liquid <laughs> methamphetamine. Uh, he spent nearly three months in jail before all charges oh. were dropped, and two rounds of law enforcement lab tests showed no controlled substances in the bottles. Uh, by then, he he 
Oh, by then, according to his lawyers, had uh, lost both of his jobs as a cleaner and a construction worker. Uh, they messed up my life, he said. I want, I want the world to know that the system is not right. If I didn't have strong people around me, they would have probably they would probably leave me in jail. Uh, you're lost in the system, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, his legal, uh, his status as a legal permanent resident with the green card complicated his case. Uh, so I guess he's um, he's got a green card from Jamaica. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. so yeah, they thought that this jar of honey um, was liquid meth. I, couldn't you just smell it and tell that it was honey though? I think it's it's even worse. Yes fucking six kids to take care of this guy poor 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 guy yeah that's terrible and ridiculous and i think he's right that like uh if he wasn't if he didn't have the right people behind him they could have just left him there you know what i mean if he didn't have people to help him out if he was just all by himself maybe having six kids helped him in this situation you know what i mean so yeah Mm. yeah no it 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 will be uh, it will be interesting it's too bad he can't fucking sue them i would be i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm i would think he would have the ability to sue them uh for wrongful detainment maybe or something like that or maybe even just yeah. loss of wages uh, mm-hmm. sue the state for loss of wages I guess it's possible I hope so hey uh, Hasbro makes toys uh, they are a very known uh, company toy uh, company uh, even me from Norway know who fucking Hasbro is uh, so, um, why are we going to talk about Hasbro? All right, uh, Hasbro, makers of Mr. Potato Head, Monopoly, G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, and Power, Ra- Power Rangers, and much, much more, announced Thursday it will be joining forces uh, with Death Row Records, a label synonymous mm-hmm. with West Coast Gangster Rap. What? Hmm. Uh, more precisely, Hasbro has purchased Entertainment One, a multimedia company that owns children's franchises, Peppa Pig, and PJ Masks. So Peppa Pig making a comeback on the show here. Uh, Entertainment uh, <laughs> One also Sadly. Entertainment One also has a music division, which appears to be one of the biggest independent labels in industry. It took more than thirty million in revenue in the first quarter. Uh, and back in 2013, Entertainment One acquired the catalog of Death Row, which had previously been declared bankruptcy in 2006. So then they bought this company out, and so now Hasbro, by buying out this company that also owns Peppa Pig, so they weren't. I don't think, I don't think that Hasbro was like, "Hey, we want to buy up Death Row Records because that totally fill fits in with our uh, company." They wanted Peppa Pig and things right. like that, and because they acquired this Entertainment One, they also uh, ended up buying Death Row Records, which is kind of ridiculous and silly. Right. It's a little like uh, Disney buying up properties and maybe not using them. I like the very bottom of this article from Yahoo. 
Mr. Potato mm -hmm. Head and Power Rangers did not respond for uh, a request for a comment. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, so, do uh, you know what I did this week? What? I voted this week. Because you can pre-vote in Norway right now. So if you're a Norwegian citizen and you hear this... Uh, I think the election is on the 11th. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, if you don't want to go out that special day to vote, you have the ability to vote now. Uh, it is a civic duty to to vote. I always say that if you don't vote, you you can't fucking complain. If you if you don't vote, you you can't complain. Uh, even if you vote blank. You at least have voted against. Well, if, if you, if you, if, even if you find something nobody that you agree with at all, at least vote blank because it shows that you actually care about democracy. And uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about vote green. Hello, this is Trump. Trump tells the truth. I was off last week because I have an infection in my throat. I still have it, so my fun, my voice is a little bit funny. But I still gonna make what Trump tells the truth. So here it goes. This year is election time in Norway. We have elections every second year. One year we have local elections, and then in two years' time we have the national elections. This year they have something strange. Because the Green Party and people who is before the environment politics is rising on the polls. The people of whose for nationalism had changed the party to another nationalist party of farmers. So this time Norwegian elections can have a really fucked up scene. The traditional parties like the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, uh, who has been running the country between them for the last since World War Two are now losing grounds locally. Yeah, and people found out there are more ways to democracy and just keeping on the traditions. Why am I telling you this? Because there are a lot of people who says in the United States that you have to tr pick a traditional candidate from the one party or a traditional candidate from the other party. Every other candidate is, like, cannot be elected. When it comes to Democrats, they always talk about the governed race and, and how left-wing candidates have been lo losing lost the country. Isn't that strange? When you come a little leftist or in the Democratic Party, you can never win. But when you come to the Conservative Party, you can win more and more extreme far-right and still win. Yes, why don't experts talk about that? I did not talk about that because they don't want too much to the left because no commentary or political expert really want public health care and and free education because they're threatened their position. Everyone is threatened by a candidate who's a little bit left from center, like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I'm glad Elizabeth Warren is the candidate who's now rising up in the polls. I like Bernie, but I'm not sure he can win. I think Elizabeth Warren can win. And I think if she have beat their Pete Buttigieg, I think they can be a great pair. Well, I believe that because that's how politics work. You need 
two different kinds of people who can work together and, and draw different kinds of people to the party. To the, it's going to be a hard election, but also going to be hard politics after election because environmental politics have been not been done for so many years. So we have to fix up all the shit that has been going on for years. The Amazon is burning now. Rainforests in Africa is burning now. It's fucking summer temperature in Norway now in se- nearly September. Something is wrong, and people should vote for that. In Germany, the Green Party had taken over the position as the leading party in Germany. Yes, the Green Party. The Green Party is bigger, nearly bigger than the Conservatives in Bayern. Yes, the Catholic areas. Even the Conservatives in that state find out that the one issue is more important than anything else. That is the environment. When you pick candidates this time, it should be the environment. You should stand up to the oil companies like they stood up against the big tobacco. They won against big tobacco. They can win against the oil industry. I know people from Norway are going to tell yes, but our oil is cleaner. That's bullshit. That's a national lie. Both the union and the conservatives and the business owners tell you in Norway. But it's a fucking lie. Norwegian oil and gas is not cleaner. Environmental issues should not be only in this Norwegian election, but in every election in every country further further down the road. So, when you ask for your can, which candidate you're going to vote for in the next election where you live, environmental politics shall be the, the politics number one. This is Tron with Trump as the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth? Yeah, go and vote. Vote, 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 if you're in Norway. Right, and if you're in America, vote for whoever you want, even though Tron wants to tell you who to vote for. That's fine. I mean, uh... I mean, uh, the the thing uh, that Tron wants is... He he said in this, he doesn't think Bernie Sanders has the ability to win uh, in the general election. Uh, And I would say out of the three top people who right now are Warren, Biden, and Sanders... He has the big. He has the best chance of winning over Trump. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. People, I, I like Warren. I think she's she's good, but there are certain yeah. things she's done that Trump is going to be able to hit her on, especially the uh, test she took for uh, right. What 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 twenty one and me or whatever those tests are. She took one of those, and while it's not really a big deal to most people, it is something that Trump is going to use against her. Uh, yeah. It's ammunition. Uh, another thing that you just have to look at as far as... Uh, n- when they say electability, w- we also kind of have to look with... When it comes to Trump, you have to look at the ammunition that he's going to be given. Where Biden, uh, yeah. he, I think Trump has the most ammunition. Uh, maybe yes. Warren is number two out of the, uh, how much ammunition Trump has to use against them, and and Bernie is going to be the last. And really the only thing that Trump is going to be able to hit Bernie on is socialism. Is he going to call him a socialist? And uh, how how bad is that really, when you think about it? Yeah. No, and I I said it before. I want him as as the the presidential candidate, and I want Warren as the VP. Uh, That is my dream team. Yeah, it's it's big right now. Uh, I mean, we just mentioned this whole thing where 
Sanders and Warren and Biden are, are they're basically in a virtual tie. But if you look at this uh, this recent poll, that it's a big thing for Biden to lose so much uh, all of a sudden. Even though it's just one poll, uh, well, it shows that there there's also an under underlying thing here where Sanders and Warren aren't pulling from the same uh, base. Where right. when Biden lost all this support. Sanders and Warren both rose, but they didn't lose from yeah. their other campaigns. Each they other. both just yeah. took from Biden. And so um, right. I think in the end, next year, when we're actually getting into the uh, the end of this primary, it's going to be Sanders, Sanders Warren is going to be the thing. And I, uh, Biden's going to be right. out of it uh, sooner than later. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would love Sanders as uh, the presidential candidate and Warren as uh, his VP. I, I think that would be a, a dynamic duo to beat uh, Trump Lump. Oh, yeah. Anyway, sure. we have a uh, Facebook page. It's not a digital citizen on Facebook if you're on Facebook. We have a Twitter account. It's at podcast ADC at podcast ADC. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, Luke, can you tell us about the network we are a member of? All right. Uh, we're on the pod all the time network. Uh, go on there. On Twitter, a bunch of other people, a bunch of other podcasts, I should say, that are on the network, and go check out some of their content and some of the other stuff they do. Uh, And Pod All the Time just helps us promote our podcast and get it out there. Uh, It's slow time for podcasting right now in August because everybody's out, you know, vacationing and out swimming in swimming Mm -hmm. holes. They're not really listening to podcasts, but uh, yeah, we got an email here from somebody. Uh, at Ooh. our email address, another digital citizen at gmail.com from Trivial Theater. Uh, hey, Luke and Fro, it's Nikki. If the email uh, name didn't confirm this, <laughs> I just wanted to check and see how things were going. I just got uh, this week's podcast downloaded and I figured I'd email in. Thanks again for the time you took out uh, on, last week to let me be on the show. So, well, I guess two weeks ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, two. Uh, anyways, two, two weeks, ho- yeah. hope all is well. Uh, and Ross from the I Understood That Reference podcast is high uh, as well. Uh, cheers and have a great oh. afternoon slash evening, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, thank you, Nikki. It was a pleasure to interview you. It was such a fun topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good show altogether. Yeah. I think the last two shows it have was. been really, really fun. Were really fun shows, yeah. Yeah. Uh, TV round, Luke, have you seen anything on TV this week? Because gosh darn it, I have. I only saw a couple things, actually. I've been, again, just so busy uh, that I haven't really been focusing on TV too much. But I saw something on Netflix called Better Than Us. Mm-hmm. A Russian TV show uh, about, you know, it's a futuristic show uh, about a future where we have humanoid type robot cyborgs that um, serve humans, uh, and it's about one very cutting edge, maybe, or like advanced robot that gets delivered to this rich guy, and then 
I want to say escapes, but it's more like she accidentally escapes, right? <laughs> it, it's very, very accidental. It's very like, whoops! <laughs> I didn't mean to ex- escape, really. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah, it's very interesting the way right. it happens, and then she attaches herself to this little girl. Uh, right. And over, and it has a lot to do with uh, the the concept of uh, in the future uh, are robots human? Uh, are they not? Do they like? Do they have feelings? Do they not? Um, how should we treat robots in the future once they're humanoid? Uh, do we treat them like machines or do we treat them like people? It's kind of that's what this whole show is really about. Uh, overall, I thought it was very good. Um, the one thing I will say is I was watching it with the dub the English dub, and then I had the subtitles on as well, and for some reason the English yeah. dub and the subtitles are like completely different. They're like mm-hmm. not even different. the same at all. Uh, so you I could watch it with the dub and then watch it with the subtitles, and I think you'd be watching two completely different television shows, but uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, I really liked it. Uh, uh, there's very much many shows like this right uh, right now and I think it, it hurts a little uh, to the show that there's a lot of similar uh, themes and things like that in, in shows right now. It's a little like Westworld mixed with uh, QA mixed with yeah a lot of other things. It's nothing super original uh, but uh saying that uh i watch i watch this in russian with with subtitles uh how was how was it in in, in english was it a good dub like i said the subtitles and the dub are completely different so uh yeah it's right. really it's it's hard to tell but the acting i mean i mean well yeah the, the acting the acting in the dub, it, it it's all right. It's nothing great. It's okay. that's the hard it, when you watch it dubbed. It's hard to tell how well the acting's going because you're not getting the original right. voice and the original uh, from the original person. Right. So, right. Uh, acting is a little iffy for me to say whether it was good or not. But uh, overall, I'd give the show a seven point five. Uh, I gave it a seven. Alright, what else did you uh, see? Did you see... Uh, well, I saw Unbecoming a God in Central Florida. The two first episodes of that. Did you watch this? Oh, no. I had that on my list of things to see, and I never I never got around to seeing it. It's a very lo- long title. Uh, uh, with Christian Dunst. Uh, okay. In the main... Uh, main actress in in this uh, the two first episodes. I really, really, really enjoyed it. It it, it is about this uh, lady. Uh, I'm not going to spoil too much. That is married to a man that is a member of a pyramid scheme, and then something happens, and she has to take over as. Uh, uh, the one that's uh, in the pyramid scheme and her problems with uh, uh, recruiting other uh, members into the pyramid scheme and yeah, her her, her rise 
inside uh, the pyramids game. It's it's very funny, and yeah, I give the f- two first episodes uh, seven and a half. Okay, yeah, I definitely am gonna check that out next week. I had it on my list, but just so I was just so busy. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I saw was a stand-up bit on uh, Netflix as well by Simon Amstel. Have you ever heard of this guy? Mm. No. A British comedian. Uh, yeah, it, his stand-up, it was called Set Free, was the name of the uh, stand-up on there. Uh, a very British British style of humor, you know what I mean? A lot of dry, very dry stuff. Um a lot of talk about him coming of age uh, and finding out he was gay, and then stories about you know um, uh, how how he found out uh, and uh, talking to his family, and then other, just and then other things. It goes into politics. It goes into kind of uh, him coming to America and going to L.A. after uh, being getting famous in. In, in England, and then coming to L.A. and seeing how they treat him in L.A. and New York and things like that. Uh, pretty good uh, stand-up. Overall, I'd give it, as far as a stand-up goes, I'm going to give this a, an 8. I'd say it's definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah, so it, I wouldn't say it was the best stand-up I've seen this year, but it's one of the best ones. Mm, cool. I will talk about one of the stand-ups I've seen in the movie round, but uh, that's because I have a lot of TV. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones, episode two. Fucking hell, I love this show. <laughs> it is so funny. Um, I also saw the second episode of David Makes a Man. Uh, now it's uh, a little less confusing than the first episode. I, I think uh, the first episode was kind of trying to confuse you, where the other episode was more like uh getting the setup i still like it it's very very good uh one of my favorite shows of the year um then i saw the first episode of secrets of a psychopath uh this was a documentary thing uh i give it a seven and i also saw mtv music video awards Okay. That's what I saw. David Usyk. Yeah. I, I mean, I I was watching, like, keeping up to date on a lot of the shows I've been watching. Uh, one show I've mm. been keeping up to date on is Snowfall. Fro, are you still mm-hmm. watching that? No, I'm binging that. Well, uh, in the in this last, well, I watched a few episodes this week. I think it was the last episode. So the episode that came out this week. Uh, guess what they brought up? Uh, he goes to a bookstore. It's like a Black Panther bookstore like the main character does okay. to do research on okay. the CIA and uh, he's talking to this guy in the bookstore and guess what the guy br- brings up he's like why don't you tell him about this this the ice gun and, and he's like what he's like yeah the CIA had this ice gun <laughs> they they could shoot us with and it, the bullet would just disappear and I was like well, that CIA heart attack gun that's the thing we talked about and it's in snowfall that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, we are going to skip the main topic because I'm feeling shit. Yeah, Fro is sick. We'll yeah. do Operation Gladio someday in the future. We watched so many. We watched. I watched uh, what? 
four four or five hours of stuff on this? How much did I send? Yeah, you? I yeah, I watched the documentary from 1992. That was incredibly hard to watch because it, it is very old and it's it has time uh, stamps on it all, all from the way a, through from a VCR. Yeah, because it was ninety two, yeah. but it does yeah. have really inf- interesting information. It the, was the quality is not great, but it was like a three part documentary about Operation Gladio. Oh. So if if anybody out there wanted to hear this, we can't do it because Fro's sick. We want to just get this show out there, um, but we'll do Operation Gladio in the future. But if you do, you can go on YouTube and look up Operation Gladio at BBC, and if you really want information, go find that. It's probably three hours long so yeah and uh, we promise you we'll, we'll talk about it in the future uh but hey have you seen any movies this week uh yeah i did um i saw a documentary uh called american factory okay uh it was uh it's about a, a, Ch- a chinese company who comes to America to start a glass factory. And it's like this glass, like auto, auto glass, you know what I mean? So they make like windshields and things like that. Um, and they're they're a very successful Chinese auto glass uh, manufacturer. So they come to America to try to make a, uh, uh, make a factory here. And uh, the, it, it goes into kind of the differences between the cultures. So this, Chinese companies comes here and goes, why aren't these Americans just doing everything uh, the way we did it in China? You know what I mean? Why, why are Americans so, why do they need breaks? Why don't they just work overtime all the time uh, for free? Why do we have to pay them extra? And it goes into uh, unions and stuff like that and how, uh, how these Chinese companies view unions and things. Very, very interesting documentary. I would give it an 8 out of 10, uh, yeah, an 8.0. Uh, where did you find this? I think it was on Netflix as well. Let me double check that. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, while you uh, check that, I will talk about something I definitely watched on Netflix, because it's Dave Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones. Uh, it's a stand-up comedy. Uh, I love Dave Chappelle. Uh, how how do you feel about Dave Chappelle? Do you are you a Dave Chappelle fan? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Then you will fucking love this <laughs> stand-up. Uh, I give it a nine. It's definitely the best stand-up I've seen this year. Yeah, I probably would have seen it this week if it hadn't come out literally last night at midnight. <laughs> so right. uh, I didn't even have a chance to see it yet because of well the time difference between me me and Fro. But uh, right. Okay, yeah, American Factory's on Netflix, and I'm seeing Rotten Tomatoes score for this documentary, Fro, 96%. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but uh, it's kind of funny, because did you watch anything else? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go into what you saw? Uh, I just saw the, said that I saw Dave Chappelle, though. So it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, I saw a movie... <laughs> That came out in January, called uh, mm-hmm. Serenity, with Matthew McConaughey and uh, oh, Anne Jesus Hathaway. Christ. Yes, I see this. Yes, 
uh, this movie was was terrible. Um, I understood what they were going for, but like, and I, I don't want to ruin anything because it's like the beginning of the movie is one thing, and then halfway through the movie changes into a different Fine. thing. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to say about like the storyline of this, but. I understood what they were going for, but it seems like it was written by a 15-year-old, where they were like, you know what's going to be a really cool story? I, I think it's based on a youth uh, novel thing shit, so I'm not super surprised. I also thought it was written by a 15-year-old with brain damage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it just... It had something weird going on about it as well, as far as, like, how does this connect to that? Uh, Where, like, okay, I understand what they're going for here as far as, like, almost like a Matrix kind of thing happening. But, yeah, it's just, uh, the movie was broken. Well, that's all I can say about it. Uh, Did I give it a score yet? Oh, yeah, I I gave it a 3.5. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would probably give it a 3. It's a long time since, since I've seen it. That ending, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I liked the ending. No, well, I didn't like the ending, actually. I thought the ending was dumb. I thought <laughs> the middle part was the cool part, where everything switches yeah. over. That part I found interesting, and then the ending I went, that doesn't fit together. That doesn't... Like, none of this stuff... <laughs> like, you can't put one in one and make two with this storyline. You know, it's kind yeah. of like... um. Inception, kind of, in that way. Right. It it reminds me of one of my least favorite uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie that everybody else loves. Uh, something Island, where he's a policeman investigating a murder oh, that. and a prisoner. Right. Uh, what was that called? Yeah, I don't remember. Shutter Island? Shutter Island? Was that the name of it? Yeah, maybe. Right. Do you understand why why I bring that up? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. similar. Uh, uh, yes, it's very similar to that. But yeah, talking about documentaries, Jesus Christ, I saw a very good uh, uh, documentary this week called R.B.D. Roof. Berger Ginsburg, all about her. Okay. Have you heard about this documentary? I remember Jeremy talking about it. I think when we were like on a on a okay. uh, on a call for like a pay per view or something. It was so good. Look, you should really really watch it. That lady has done tremendous things. Okay. And. Uh, 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 for people that doesn't know who she is, she's a, a Supreme Court judge uh, that has have had uh, health problems, and Trump has tried to get rid of her lately. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, saying that she's not uh, uh, what, what you call it, like when when that she's not. Uh, a man, uh, mentally there, or to to be a, a Supreme Court judge and things like that. But yeah, it's all about her life and okay. how she became this uh, Supreme Court judge and how all about her fight. Uh, I give it a nine out of ten. 
it came up last year. Yeah, I remember when it came out. I am incredibly not interested in ever seeing this film, but uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really? Why not? Because it sounds boring as fuck, to be honest. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, have you seen any other movies? Oh, no, that was it this week. Okay, do you know what that does not sound boring as fuck? What? Ready or not? We're gonna start the count. Good luck. Okay. That was... I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the... She so looks like, uh... That other blonde girl. That I get confused with her. The one that was, um... Officially part of the fan. Uh, Harley Quinn. Oh. You know who I'm... Well, uh, yeah. She does kind of look like her. Samara Weaving? Hide and seek the horror movie. Yeah. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? Oh, I like that guy. He's funny. I know you're mm -hmm. <laughs> Clearly comedy. Mm -hmm. I I mean right when I saw that guy, uh Who's it? He's from uh Orphan Black. That's where that guy's from, right? <laughs> yes. Oh. For sure, that looks, looks good. very good. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Right, uh, ready or not, Grace couldn't be happier after she marries the man of her dreams at his family's luxurious estate. There's just one catch. She must now hide from, uh, from midnight until dawn while her new in-laws hunt her with guns, crossbows, and other weapons. 87% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 63% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users like this movie. Good Ooh. good scores all the way across. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland, 2016 on IMDb says, Are you ready to rumble in your wedding night? Ready or not is a fresh take on the Sinister Slasher game. 
Uh, it crafts uh, an arch on the basic storyline concept that rarely is done in movies with similar genre. It's not a typical house invasion or a vacation goes wrong. Ready or not serves a plate of dark comedy that escalates as the runtime goes along. What makes it so great is, uh, in general, is that it gets uh, to spot uh, gets to spot each laugh easily, not its specific specific target audience. For a slasher film, uh, Ready or Not deserves an applaud for remarkable acting performance by the cast. Everyone in the sh- uh, shows their distinct characters' behavior, from uh, the costumes that are so entertaining to watch, uh, similar uh, to uh, that feeling when it gets dozens of characters to choose from in the game. And he gave gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I went to the Facebook, as always. And I looked around, and it was just all positive. I I tried to find anything negative on the Facebook, and nobody... I I don't... It didn't seem like they were curating, because uh, there was plenty of other just random shit. Like, somebody had put up, like, um, you know... uh, Oh, go find free movies here. They didn't delete that. Right. But uh, there weren't any negative reviews either. So I think just everybody really liked this movie is the what I got from that. But Heather Pennington says, watched it last night. Absolutely loved it. Best friend is marrying my brother next Saturday. Guess uh, what we're playing after the reception. Uh, Jake Daniels says, loved it. A fun, funny, bloody, quirky, dark horror comedy. Uh, the last 10 minutes were pure gold. Uh, I was laughing hysterically in the theater. Uh, Shea Marie says, best mix of jump scares, horror, suspense, and gore, and some great laughs. This movie has everything wrapped into one. Uh, Brian Miller says, one of the most fun films and theater experiences I've had this year. Uh, Dwight, uh, Dwight Evans says, seriously, is such a fun witty scary movie perfect date night movie perfect blend of humor gore and scares so yeah jameson sons moran gave it one of the tenants and worst movie ever i watched uh, some pretty terrible movies in my time but this one takes the cake it's pretty uh, good uh, concept for a movie just probably executed with unnecessary comic relief the shabby dude, I forget his name, was extremely unfunny and was trying to re- rebate Bo, but failed terribly. The aunt with the, uh, uh, with axe looked like she was out of a comic book, and the drug uh, addict sister was unrealistic. The gore was over-the-top stupid. I was tempted to sneak into another theater and hope for a better movie, uh, was playing, but I got through it. I would, uh, I would give it a chance, but it, I ended up with an unsatisfying in the end of it. So, I actually found a bad review. I found a bad review actually, but it's not from Facebook. This is actually from Google. Uh, officially, just watched the stupidest movie I've ever seen. In the beginning. Had a lot of potential and set the stage for a thrilling plot, but was incredibly disappointed with the story uh, loopholes, confusing storyline, and not to mention 
uh, a pitiful ending. A pitiful ending. The main actress, however, played the role perfectly during her escape. Uh, the scenes were very intense. I don't normally review movies, good or bad, but I wanted to share this so somebody can have the opportunity to spend their money elsewhere. Also coming out this week, Angel Has Fallen. It's a thriller action. Authorities take secret uh, agent Mike Benning into custody uh, for the failed assassination attempt of the U.S. President Alan Turnbull. After escaping from his captors, Benning must await the FBI and his own agency to find a real threat to the president. Despite uh, uh, desperate to uncover the truth, he soon turns to unlikely allies to declare to help his name and save the country from immoral danger. Directed by Rick Roman Vogue. Uh, this is in the Fallen series. Uh, so if you've seen any ah, other okay. right. Fallen movies, I'm. London has fallen and Olympus has fallen. I only okay, saw London. Has, I only saw London has fallen. I didn't even know there was another one. Uh, but you, I mean, if you see the poster you, for this, I think you. The poster yeah. is very similar, like as far as right. uh, the, the the graphic Olymp- on the front. Yeah. Right, but you're talking about Olympus has fallen because that's the only one you've seen. I know. <laughs> because that was the first one. You haven't seen London as well. No, that's uh, the only one I saw was London has fallen because I remember. Oh, so you've seen? I never saw the first one. Yeah. Ah, okay. But uh, this is with Gerald Butler, Morgan Freeman, Piper Perrault, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Lance Reddick. Yeah, a lot of famous people. Uh, another movie coming out last weekend: The Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, this is. Obviously, it's going to be some kind of indie film. Just by the title, I can already tell that. Uh, mm-hmm. After running away from a residential nursing home to pursue his dream of becoming a pro wrestler, a man who has Down syndrome befriends an outlaw who becomes his coach and ally. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Uh, and it's got our favorite Charles LaBeouf, LaBeouf in it. Charles LaBeouf. Uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, Thomas Hayden Church... Uh, yeah, a bunch of like kind of people you've heard of. Uh, Yellow Wolf is in it. Mick Foley, Jake Roberts, are both in it. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the score? I I I I forgot to give you the score. So Finch Glass Ball, but it has gotten six point eight on iron uh, out of ten on iron to be thirty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes and. Den of Geek gave it three out of five. Oh, so yeah, so reliable there. Uh, yeah, uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon got seven point nine out of ten on IMDb, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, three point five out of four from Roger Ebert, and ninety percent of people like this uh, movie on Google. Some pretty good scores, and it's about pro wrestling. And, I mean, the only downfall here that I see is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is terrible. Uh, why don't you talk about Overcomer as well? Because it was the fucking long, wrong link. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, 
Well, why don't you go into how much you like Shia LaBeouf, and then we'll... we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I loved him in Transformers. No, I didn't. No. Uh, uh, let's go through his acting career. Was he in any good movies? He was in Holes. Let's see. He was good. He was even Stevens on that TV show. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> when he was really, he really was, young. He was, let's see, has he... Oh, don't rem, uh, forget he, he was in the very good classic Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Look, that there, was so good. There was, was that Suburbia or something that it was called? That was like, it was just a knockoff of that Hitchcock movie? Remember that? This... Disturbia, yeah. Disturbia, that's what it was, right? Okay. All right, yes, now. yes. <laughs> Another movie that came out last weekend, Overcomer. A high school basketball coach John Harrison and his team face an uncertain future when their town's largest manufacturing plant shuts down unexpectedly. As hundreds of people move away, John reluctantly agrees to coach cross country, a sport he doesn't even like. His outlook soon changes when he meets Hannah Scott, an unlikely runner who pushes herself to the limit. So this is like a sports sports movie. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. 17% on Metacritic. Uh, but 94% of Google users liked it. So it's not kind of scores are all over the place there. Let's see who's in this film. Uh, Alex Kendrick. Never heard of him. Priscilla Sh- Shear. Anybody I've actually heard of in this movie? <laughs> no. Nobody I've ever actually heard of no. in this film. Yeah. In the film. So, what of the four movies do you want to watch? Uh, let's see. I mean, Ready or Not looks the best out of those, like the, uh, as far as entertainment mm-hmm. value. But Peanut Butter Falcon is right up there, but it's like... Yeah. Uh, I think I'd have to see the trailer for that one. But as far as, like, if I was just standing in front of the theater and I had to decide what mo- what theater I'm going to go into, I would probably be ready or not. What about you? Uh, yeah, ready or not, definitely. But I still want to see so, Peanut Butter Falcon, because, just because of the wrestling tie-in and everything else. Right. So let's go into the numbers. Uh, right, uh... Did we talk about Angry Birds 2 last week? No, we didn't. Did we? Because Angry Birds came out this weekend, didn't we? Didn't it? I'm not sure. Did it? No, it came out last week. Yeah, we did talk about it last week. Okay. 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 So, Overcomer, uh, this weekend, made $8 in the opening weekend. Okay. Angel Mm -hmm. has fallen. Uh, 21.3 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. re- ready or not. Yeah. 8 million opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that it? Overcomer. Overcomer. Right, I already did that one. Yeah. Overcomer. And I don't... There's some peanut butter thing. thing. Yeah, that I didn't have that down. So I'm not really sure, but I'm assuming it didn't do all that well. No. So you still have your biggest on Angry Birds 2, right? Because that 
Right, which is still not good enough to beat uh, Fast and Furious. No. So, yeah, I mean, the only other thing that I have is Playmobil movie next week, which could do okay, mm-hmm. I guess, but we'll have to see. Um, I guess it has potential just because it's a family film. It, it does have the pen- potential to bring in, a, you know, a wide-ranging audience is the thing. So it does have a potential, but I don't know if it's going to beat Fast and Furious, to be honest. So you think maybe I have one? Uh, I would think so, but like I like I said, we still have to see the, what happens with Playmobil. Uh, that's my only real chance at this point. So, yeah, we are the Playmobil. Oh, <laughs> I am sure that is a reference you will never ever understand. It's uh, from a Norwegian uh, movie called uh, Get Ready to Be Boys Voiced. I'm I'm sure you haven't seen that movie. No. <laughs> it's a very very uh, funny uh, movie, but uh, uh, and they sing "We Are the Flame of Man." But anyway. Uh, okay, I found it. Audible. I found it. Oh, it took me a while, but I found it. Uh, three. Oh, that's the domestic limited opening weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. wide opening weekend two two point nine. So it made three million in the when it opened in the wide theaters. Uh, the, the Peanut Butter Falcon. So not very good. Uh, plugs audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Get a free book. Uh, please do it, and you can listen to. Uh, what I am listening to, we sometimes do this. Do you want to hear what I'm listening to right now, uh, Luke? Okay. I uh, actually uh, got a very interesting book called Nightmare and Dreamscapes by Stephen King. Have you heard about Stephen King, maybe? <laughs> I've heard of that guy before, yeah. He's got a dog. Yeah. yeah. He, he does have a dog, <laughs> And, and it's usually outside your fucking door. Uh, but look, what also came this week? Uh, that uh, how interested are you in the new Joker movie? Uh, is it a superhero movie by any chance, Fro? Uh, not really. Yes, it is. <laughs> well. Not really, because it's about the villain this time. Don't get semantics with me. This is a superhero movie, Fro. <laughs> you can you can call us you call it whatever you want. It's a superhero movie. It's about it's a Batman film, right? So it's superhero movie. So no, I'm not that interested. And then especially considering the last uh, Joker that I saw was not all that entertaining. I'm not really that interested in this either. I should be. I should be like, oh, this is going to be great, but I'm not. I don't care. They've mm. they've just destroyed the whole concept of superhero movies at this point for me. Like, there is no good superhero movie anymore. Sorry. Okay, but we're going to watch the final trailer. Are you ready for that? Uh, no, I'm not. Because I have actually not seen this. 
It came out uh, today. Okay. Well, yeah. Most people haven't seen it then, I guess. So go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. That's a cool shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Joking Phoenix. I mean... And it's Todd Phillips is the director. Amazing director. And Joaquin Phoenix is who we're seeing right here. He's a good actor. Yeah. Arthur. He's such a good actor. I have some bad news. Love that laugh. This is the last time we'll be meeting. So far the trailer looks decent, I guess. You just yeah. the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having a negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. With Robert De Niro. Okay. This year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look gritty? Uh, yeah. It definitely has a specific feel to it that I'm trying to, like, uh, put my finger on, because it's, it's similar to something I've seen before. I mean, that shot right there definitely felt Batman-esque, but everything else, like the one of the City Hall and everything, but everything else doesn't really Mm. feel Batman-esque so far. I've heard that Batman is not even in this fucking movie. I think it looks very interesting. Yeah, it looks interesting for sure. Remember when everybody saw the Suicide Squad trailer and said it was going to be the best movie of all time, though? So. Mm. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, I, th- I think uh, I think Todd Phillips. If if it was anybody else, I wouldn't be super interested. But uh, I love Todd Phillips. I mean, old school and Hangover uh, and things like that is is maybe not amazing uh, movies, but it, it it's very interesting to give somebody that has made like the Hangover and uh, and an old school. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, Joker. Do you see what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess it, from the trailer, it looks good, but uh, I I don't want to say anything more than that, really, of how I feel mm. about it. Other than it's another, it's still another superhero movie. So, I'm I guess I'm more interested to see this than other superhero movies. But I have a feeling, no matter what, people are going to complain about this because. That's what people do. <laughs> do you know what uh, Todd Phillips is uh, said to direct after this, by the way? No. 
is going to uh, uh, have the untitled Hulk Hogan biopic. And I'm not fucking kidding you. What? That's what he's doing after the, jo- after the Joker. Yeah. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Biopic. <laughs> biopic. <laughs> after the Joker. <laughs> Wh- why do we need that? <laughs> because we need a biopic about when he told everybody that Hulk Hogan's penis and... Uh, what is his name? Terry. Terry's penis is, wasn't the same penis. Oh, right. Uh, in, the in the court trial. In, in that one mm-hmm. court trial. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So we need we need to buy a biopic of that. That's why we need it. With racist so. slurs. Yeah. Anything else in the Jeremy corner that you have seen this week? Uh... I mean, the big thing online is the the ridiculous chicken sandwich war uh, going on. Have you seen this? No. Like, on, for some reason, online, everybody's freaking out over this. There's, like, a new chicken sandwich at Popeye's. And so everybody's like, okay. oh, my gosh, which one's better, uh, Popeye's or uh KFC or Chick-fil-A or whatever, who has the best chicken sandwich? That's like, you know, the internet. <laughs> and then everybody's getting mad because some, I guess, uh, one place did like an actual poll and Chick-fil-A won. And so everybody got mad because Chick-fil-A is anti-gay uh, marriage or whatever it was. And so everybody got super mad uh, over that. And there's a lot of complaining and memes and everything else about you know, chicken sandwich. It's a freaking chicken sandwich, you know? Just whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, it really, all it did was give these giant corporations a ton of publicity for their chicken sandwiches and shit. Popeyes, I used to really like Popeyes uh, a while ago, but they ended up, I want to say a number of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, they got bought out by the company that owns Burger King, and Popeyes... Mm-hmm quality went downhill quick after they got bought out by Burger King. Uh, good mythical morning. Uh, tried to emulate Boxmac. Imi- oh, imitate. Right. Imitate, yeah. Yeah, what was that all about? Like, what? what? <laughs> Whoa, why? And it, it, they were their first, whatever, the uh, first show of the new season which is i don't understand why the hell they're the only people on youtube who have seasons right why? it doesn't make any fucking sense i don't understand no. why i don't they have some deal with youtube uh good mythical morning that is like different than everybody else because if you go and look up their videos their videos aren't even dated you know what i mean they're just it well. says like season this episode whatever but it doesn't have like a date of when it was posted unless you go into the actual video, which is not true of any other videos on YouTube. It's very, very weird when it comes to those people. But yeah, I thought that was weird that they just basically stole directly from BoxMac. Uh, it was kind of funny when they tried to make uh, mac and cheese out of a brick. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the, yeah. I like the Will It series. I like... Some of their stuff is right. stupid and terrible, and I hate some of the stuff they do because, I don't know, they just feel very commercial. Do you get that feeling off of them? Right. Uh, yes, yes. 
But I the one series I do like that they do is the Willet, and then uh, I think there's one other one where they like leave things on a shelf. I think is another series they do that's kind of funny. Right. Yeah, but uh, no, this was a good one. I I liked uh, when they had to eat the brick. Uh, also, they made chocolate uh, uh, mac and cheese that looked very very good. I really wanted to do that. Breast milk was maybe the most funny one when they told them that it was somebody that they knew, but they wouldn't <laughs> tell them who it was. Right. Right. That was kind of funny. <coughs> yeah. I, I guess uh, the other thing we didn't talk about is the G7, which happened, I mean, there's not really, I mean, Trump just made wow. a fool of himself in front of the whole world, but that's nothing new, really, is it? No. No, oh, right. There was the picture. I don't know if you saw the picture of him and Boris Johnson uh, getting no. together for the first time at the G7 since Boris Johnson became prime minister. They're no, like sitting across the table from each other, like pointing at each other, it, like being like, hey, there you are. It's almost kind of like a, a mirrored image, kind of, because they look so similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think they're... Uh, uh, what do you call twins that are not like the same? Uh, non-fraternal, I think twins. it is. Non-what? Non-fraternal, I think it is. Right, non-fraternal twins. That's what they are. Okay, tell me what are we going to do next week, Luke? Uh, news of the week, obviously. Um, we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Do another digital review of Playmobil the movie, so we'll get to see that trailer, see if how well that does, see if it beats out Fast and Furious. I'm guessing it won't, but it could. It could. Uh, we're gonna do the first episode of Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Uh, the whole thing's coming out, as far as like the the TV show, the entire season's coming out on Netflix. We are gonna go Friday? episode by episode. Friday, I'm guessing. Sorry? Is it coming this Friday? I'm oh, guessing? is it coming out on Friday? I, I would assume Netflix right. usually, their stuff usually comes out on Friday. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll cover that, at least episode one, and then episode two the next week and see where it goes from there, if it's good enough to keep covering or what. I mean, I haven't seen Dark Crystal in mm-hmm. so many years. I, I could totally be lost and not have any idea what's happening in the show, so that should be fun. Uh, and then we're going to do... It's a prequel. It's a prequel look. Okay. The show is a prequel. Yeah. I'm sure there's still going to be references yeah. to, like, people that are in the... Or, you know, characters that are in the movie and things like that that I'm not going to yeah, remember. I, or, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure as well. But but, where, but when it's a prequel, maybe it explains, like, where it's coming from. I don't know if I even... I am probably going to see the movie before I see the, the, the TV show. I'm not. Again. It'll be a lot funnier if I no. don't see it. Yeah. Uh, for the review. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I want to be as I, the least informed not? as possible. Well, you can be informed if you want, and then I'll be the not informed person that covers it. Okay. So we'll be okay. covering it from two different sides. See what I mean? Yeah, I haven't seen um, The Dark Crystal in many, many years. Okay. And then next week's main topic, uh, the universe people. It's a Czech, uh, Czech UFO religion founded in the 90s. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. 
That is what we're going to talk about. Okay, this has been one sick episode of another digital system. See what I did there? Because it does two fucking meanings. It's sick, bro. Sick, bro. Okay, my name is Fro. I'm from Nor- Norway. His name is Luke. He's from the United States of America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.